welcome back to send him off another preseason uh, preview. No, not review. Oh, I've, I've messed this up already, didn't I? You can tell it when I am. You know what? I'm... This you know when he hasn't yeah, done yeah. his intros. You know when he hasn't done his intros. I usually write them down, but um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, t- today we we've done the red side and Mersey side. We're we're doing the blue side today. It's all it's all about the toffees by Everton. Uh, joining me as always is my ever present podcasting partner, Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. You know, I never, I never do an intro either, so I can't blame you. But yeah, we've got uh, we got Rose today, big Everton fan. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on today, by the way. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for asking me on. I'm excited to talk about Everton. No so are we. So are we. Yeah, we are. We don't often do it, really, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. They're one of them clubs that like, we we said it yesterday when we were recording. Like certain clubs just sort of go under the radar with us. I think Everton's one of them. But yeah. yeah. Let's, anyway, let's talk Everton. Let's, let's talk, talk Everton. Everton. Um, shall we start with the biggest talking point for me, anyway, this summer? Obviously, um, Rafa Benitez. Where, where do you stand <laughs> on that? Um, yeah, it's been an interesting few months as an Evertonian. I mean, pretty shocked to see Ancelotti leave in the way that he did. You don't say no to Real Madrid, of course. Like Every Evertonian understands that. Um, but I think he really duped us. And to then have Rafa Benitez, who is, of course, a Liverpool legend. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm personally OK with it. I think he was the best candidate that was out there, uh, you know, because basically it was Benitez or the likes of Eddie Howe, um, David Moyes coming back. And you just you look at the track record of those managers and you think, well, Benitez is a winner, you know, it, clubs he goes to he wins cups he wins trophies he wins the big trophies as well so it makes sense I know that for a few Evertonians it, it's the thing with Rafa is I think he'll always be two defeats away from pressure you know two poor defeats at home and agent Rafa you know Liverpool fans would be giving it to us and then the pressure will pile on but I think I'm backing him because He's got the players working hard. We've made a few good signings that I'm sure we'll talk about. And at this point, you know, Ancelotti left us in the lurch. Benitez is another experienced winning manager. We have to give him a go. I think it's, it's going to be one of them where come sort of December um, or maybe like January, February time, I think it's either going to be seen as like a real, real stroke of genius by the board for like taking the risk or it's just going to have completely backfired. And it'll be, like you said, the whole agent Rafa. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be one of the two for me. I don't I don't think it was a bad sign at all, personally, because like he, he's he got the quality. Like, don't forget, he was Liverpool manager, but he was also um, Newcastle manager and he did a good job with them. And, and did he? Yeah, I was going to say, what did he win? Did he win the FA Cup with Chelsea or no? Europa League, I think. Oh, the Europa League, yeah. yeah. You know, he's got the credentials. So I, you know, I... Personally, if I was an Everton fan myself, I wouldn't be too worried. I know there's obviously you know the history with Liverpool, but yeah, I, th- I think it was quite a quite a crafty one. So fair play. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in terms of last season, uh, so you finished tenth. Uh, what were your sort of thoughts on that? Because for me personally, look at the quality in the team. While your quality isn't like amazing on paper for me, um, like I wouldn't say it's top six on paper, but. <laughs> At times, you look, particularly at the start of the season, I thought you were going to win a league at one point. I think everybody did. You know, it was like a two-week period where everyone was like, oh, well, Everton won the league. Um, Rodriguez was firing. It was crazy. It was yeah. mad times. So, um, tenth, how, how did you feel about that in the end? 
Uh, yeah, really disappointing. Um, yeah, there's no way to sugarcoat that. After the start we made, like you said, um, I think what was really disappointing is that we did really well against the top six teams. I think maybe just Man City aside, you know, I think we picked up points at United, Liverpool, um, Arsenal. We beat them for the first time in like 25 years or something. So for us, it was that we lost to the likes of Burnley, um, and Newcastle did the double over us and, and just so many others, I think Leeds, like just teams that I would be expecting Everton to be, especially at home. Um, and I think the situation with the fans had a lot to do with that. You know, Goodison, when it's full and it's horrible for the away team, it, it's, it's a big factor. And to only, I think we had fans for maybe three games and we won all three games. Um, it could have been the opposition, but I think also the fact of having no fans really affected the players um, because not only, will the, not only will the fans back you, but if you're playing, like some of those home performances were just disgraceful and the fans would have been booing them at half time, and, and, you know, they would have felt the pressure. Um, and so, yeah, it was really disappointing, but part of me now thinks that Ancelotti knew from time that you know Madrid wanted him back and our form just towards the end of the season dipped and I mean I put that down to the players as well you know just some of the performances were just so they weren't bothered like it, it, every performance was just the same and then Ancelotti was setting us up the same and then surprised when we lost like it it, it just seemed just after November really things just went downhill and I think the issue with Everton is we have a very good first 11, but then when you start looking at the bench and we had the likes of Bernard, who's gone, Iwobi, um, just just players that don't offer very much. Um, and then, yeah, when the injuries hit, when Rodriguez was out and Luca Dean was out, um, then you just saw like a, a lack of quality, which uh, needs to be addressed. Yeah, that's what struck me as well, was what you said about the home form. So he only took 22 points at home last year, nine losses, yeah. which, yeah. you know, I feel like we're, we're like a broken record when we talk about fans coming back and how it's going to change things. We, we, we've we done it so many times. But I think Everton are going to be one of those teams that are really, really benefited, like you said, by having fans back. Um, I went to Goodison. Also- I was I was just going to say, I went to Goodison and the fans, like, they really do make a difference like up there. I, I suppose, you know, I haven't been to Anfield, but like in that part of the world, you do notice when the fans aren't there. And um, yeah, 100%. I do agree with that. Yeah, the, the other thing that strikes uh, strikes me is, so you said it all sort of went wrong after November. For me, that coincided with like Calvert-Lewin and James Rodriguez sort of not losing form because Calvert-Lewin was they dipped though, didn't they? steady. But they flew, they flew over yeah. the blocks, didn't they? Mm. So was that a case of overachieving though, do you think? Yeah, I, I think... Well, I mean, you know, at the start of the season, we were scoring fours and fives at home and, and all of us were a little bit shocked that, that it, it was going so well. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think Calvert-Lewin scored maybe 14, I think 13, 14 of those goals before November. And then after November, I think he scored something like six. So yeah, so he just completely uh, dropped off. But I do think it's just because of the lack of quality um, in in the team. You know, it was either Rodriguez or Luca Dean. Aside from that, there's not really many players. And now when you see we've brought in the likes of Townsend and Gray, we've been calling out for pace. We've been calling out for players who can cross a ball. 
Um, and so I'm excited to see those two because I think they could be some, you know, smart signings. We haven't uh, splurged 25, 30 million on, you know, a player at the top six who isn't doing very well. So I'm backing it at Everton. You know, it's not the most exciting summer transfer window, but every other one hasn't worked in the last 15, 20 years. So this one might, we don't know. Looking at the the list, like we've got a list of the players here, and I'm looking at the forwards and on the bottom of our list. I don't know if he is he still there, Moise Keane. I think he is still. Is there. he still there? Isn't he? He yeah. started training this week, I think. I just want to. I just want to ask a few. Like, what's going on with him? Because he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the next big thing for Everton when he was supposed to be the next big thing. Next big thing in in Europe. But yeah. uh, what happened there? Ah, uh, I mean, I I, I'm asking <laughs> you as if like you've got the answers. I know you don't have the answers. Yeah. But from an Everton um, you know, point of view. He hasn't shown me very much. So, you know, you know he's joined. Uh, and yeah, like you say, a player with a lot of potential. I looked at it at the time and I was like, why would Juventus be letting this kid go um, if he's going to be the next big thing? And, and there was always question marks about his attitude. Um, I think he's always been professional. Like, I wouldn't put it down to his attitude. I just think that the Premier League is... I would argue, the hardest league to adapt to. He's been playing the Italian league. It's very different. Um, he's done well at PSG, you know, but I think playing with Mbappe and Neymar, if you can't, if you can't score goals with them two, then I think yeah. really, you know, like, when are you going to score goals? And yeah. especially when they just monopolise. I know that Leo won the league this year, but, you know, the quality that PSG have, he's done well there. And I'm not sure, like, maybe he doesn't, he may not like... I think it just comes down to may not like the weather. You know, I don't think he speaks uh, very much English. He certainly the doesn't situ- speak any scouts. I can tell you that for nothing. Yes. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, the situation with Duncan Ferguson at Old Trafford, when he brought him on and then subbed him off immediately, clearly did nothing for him as a young player trying to grow in confidence. Um, and so I would be very surprised if Moise Keane is still here. Um at the end of the window, but PSG seem to be reluctant. They want to take him out on loan again. I'd absolutely say no to that because it's another year that, down in his contract. I think. I think that speaks yeah. volumes as to what they think yeah. about him, though. Really, yeah. I think they're thinking, oh, yeah. we can't spend anymore. We've signed Ronaldum, Donnarumma, you know, all the yeah. Ramos, all these players, and we haven't got that much money left. We're, oh, we're loaning him in, it's fine. Um, exactly, yeah. So I, I think, I, yeah, I don't know. If he does stay, though, I'd love nothing more than to see him do really, really well, personally. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's he's got the quality. It's, it's another yeah. case of Ronaldo Sanchez, though, isn't it? With us, you know, a couple of years ago, we had him yeah. on loan. We've spoken about it plenty on there, but he didn't quite work out. And I do like seeing him do well, you know, in Portuguese team. In um, where is he now? Bayern, uh, is it? Le- no, Lille. He oh, is it Lille? Oh, there we are. Yeah. So, you know, you do like to see it, but yeah, it would be nice to see him do well. I feel like he's Balotelli 2.0, isn't he, Moise Keane? <laughs> Like, without, without the you know, that's what the Premier League's been crying out for. Yeah. Another without the fireworks in the bathroom, maybe not personality-wise, but in terms of wasted potential, I think he's going that way. Um, I want to chat about um, Damari Gray as well because I saw that signing come in and I was like, oh, how much did they paid for him? Because I was thinking that must be about fifteen million, surely one point six million. <laughs> what is that? I know, I know, it's all to do with contracts and stuff, but that's a bargain. That is a real, real bargain. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think now, you know, Damari Gray, he, for me, he just has to hit the ground running. You know, it's fizzled out at Leicester. Not not really, you know, done very well at Leverkusen either. They've let him go. I think he he comes back into the Premier League with a point to prove. 
he's got pace like <laughs> I don't know like I feel like I've just been a broken record on my channel for the last two years we've just been crying out for somebody who can run with the ball and take on defenders and actually create something because as much as I love Hamas Rodriguez he's not quick you know like no, yeah, not, he can pick a pass and he can all of our front line really I mean it won't be as quick but then he's got their own product and, and so like we just Damari Gray hopefully can be just that player that we need to feed Calvert-Lewin uh cross it in um but also I know he wasn't very much he didn't play very much for Leicester um in that title winning team but he's one of the few players now that we have at the club that has a Premier League medal and actually you know has been part of a a team that has the mentality because it's always a word I come back to with Everton is we've got a very much top 10 mentality. We don't have a mentality of, Oh, this is how we're going to get to the top four. And we've tried to do it with signings like Delft and gosh, even Schneiderlin. And, and you, can, you can keep going back to how many different ways we've tried. Um, but this is, you know, he's only 25 as well. So, you know, he's not really even um, in the prime of his career, but I would say that if he doesn't do it, at Everton, you know, if it fizzles out for him here, then he'll be looking at, you know, bottom Premier League teams or maybe even championship. And I don't want that for Damari Gray. Like, I want him to do well for us. So um, I'm excited about it. And like I said earlier, it's not a big fee. It's a low-risk signing. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, it's one of them that if in a year's time he turns out to be absolute rubbish, then... You we'll see him down the Liberty then, will we? One and a half million. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah. Probably will be playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you played against us. So we're not paying, are we? We're not paying. Interestingly, though, about the winner's medal, um, I wonder if a certain Asmir Begovic has one from his time at Chelsea. Does anyone know? Oh, I would have thought might. so. I, yeah, I it's think, probably. Because you've got to play a few games, but that was a good signing as well. Because Asmir yeah. Begovic, I don't, when you play against Asmir Begovic as a fan, you don't like him. But he's a very good goalkeeper. Yes, very he's, good goalkeeper. He's experienced head as well. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. And he'll he'll do well. I think Pickford, though. I mean, surely everybody's opinions of him have changed over the over the summer. Mine certainly have. I've said yeah. it to you, Sam. But I didn't like John Pickford before. Well, before the Euros, I thought, is there really anything in him? Is he that good? But it was that penalty where um, he was he was psyching himself up, and he said, right, no, don't worry, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. And he goes and saves it. I thought, okay, do you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean, Pickford gets a lot of uh, stick, um, it, you know, just in general. But it, to be honest, the season for Everton, um, he's been very good. Yeah, so I wasn't, I, I was surprised. I, I, he's always got a mistake in him. You know, you, you're always thinking, oh, God, like, you know, a shot from distance or something, like, you might let it in. But actually, this this year, uh, I think he's had, like, the best um shot stopping ratio like maybe 70% or something yeah like that and just in general I think he's just calmed down um you know he's always quite petulant with the Newcastle supporters for example like he's cut that out now he's stopped that um I think maybe he's grown up a little bit he spoke actually about becoming a dad and and like how that's helped him and like he's matured and I think yeah Everton in England have benefited from it so uh, I hope he keeps it up for next season um, after the Euros, I did see, like, because I do get quite a lot of comments from Everton fans, there were a lot, there were a few just like, oh, God, I hope nobody in the top six comes for him now. And, and that's the kind of fear that we always have at Everton, like with Calvert-Lewin, with Pickford, with Godfrey, for example. You want the players to do really well, but when they do, you're just conscious of, oh, you know, could he, could he go somewhere? 
Um, but no, I hope that uh, Jordan Pickford carries on the good form and, and I don't see him leaving uh, Everton anytime soon. Try, be, try being a Swansea City fan, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lose a good player every year without fail, we do. Um, no, I, I can relate to that. I, we can, can we, Al? It's just... Um, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. No, <laughs> no. There's a, a bit of problems so, going on in the minutes. So Carry on. Yes. Um, I feel like we've mentioned Swansea on every single episode of this. Got to slip them in, don't we? <laughs> Just, we're just trying to, you know, we're manifesting it. Manifesting next season. Um, no, uh, I can't remember what I was going to talk about next. Um, Excellent. Oh, yeah, Andros Townsend. That's what I was going to bring up. For me, I was a little bit surprised because I'm not sure how much I rate Andros Townsend generally, but he always has like an absolute stormer of a game in him at least once a season. Like they, like for, for 37 games, he'd be useless. But like one game, usually against Man City. Or like I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. a, couple, a couple of years ago, that, that goal he scored against Man City, mm. I can't, was it a volley? But I don't yeah. know, he, oh, he wow. whacked it straight in the top wow. bins. And I, you know, that stuck with me. But yeah, he has always got that game, one or two games a season. And, you know, he's, a, he's an experienced head as well. So, you know, in the dressing room, if he doesn't, you know, shine on the field, he'll pay dividends in the dressing room. Yeah, That's how I feel about it. We're speaking to a Palace fan next, so I'd be interested to see why they let him go, really. Whether it was sort of a, I want to leave, or whether it was a, nah, on your mic. Because uh, if it was them letting him leave, I think it's surprising that a club like Everton have come in. Because I'd probably rank Everton above Palace, personally. Um, not mm. disrespect to Palace. Um, so... You know, I, I think he, he could do well. We'll see. He might surprise me now. I hope he proves me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think well, he's a player that Benitez just clearly likes. Um, personally, I would like to, to go and go for that, you know, younger um, winger that, you know, potentially I've not heard of. And, and I do, probably a different episode, but I do always have question marks about the scouting team at Everton. Because they, they never really go for a player. I mean, Ben Godfrey aside, they never really go for a player where you think, oh, I don't know, I don't know that player. Like, you know, where does he play? What does he do? And then he comes in and he's fantastic. Like, we tend to, like you say, go for the known player. And I'm all for experience. And, and I think Townsend, he'll probably just work harder than a lot of our players did last season. So, again, it's a free transfer. Um, it's not a long contract. He'll be on less wages. I mean, someone like Bernard, who left um, to go to Sharjah, I think, um, he was on about 120k a week. And I think Damari Gray and Townsend, both of them combined, won't even be on anything near that. Uh, And so I think that was a big thing for Everton for us to do this summer, is to just get the wage bill down, because we put very average players on huge salaries. And then when players come in, they want, they demand the same... um, and so I like the signing of Andros Townsend personally, you know, very experienced, uh, as you've said uh, there. And also we can just put a cross in. If Dominic Calvert-Lewin was starved of service, there was, there was a reason why he just stopped scoring. You know, yes, he missed quite a few chances, but just get the ball into the box because he could, he's very good at heading the ball. So again, yeah, it, it made sense. And I thought that Townsend initially would be a squad player, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him actually starting quite a few games and maybe Damari Gray coming on, um, you know, in the 60s. Townsend, he'll probably prove his worth in the cup runs. He'll probably push you on a bit further on in the cup. It should be nice to see as well, you know, give him a run around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
I don't know. I think I think the experience is what he's been brought in though. Did um did Benitez have him at Newcastle? I think he might yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously he knows. I think that says to me that he, he's probably vocal in the <laughs> in the dressing room, a big big player. Because I'm looking at your squad. You got the likes of Kenny Holgate, Mina, even Godfrey, Tom Davis, Gray, Calvert Lewin, all quite young, like all, all yeah. under 24, 25. So I think having someone like him in there. A lot of Premier League experience and a lot of Premier League experience in terms of like almost at the wrong end of the table, which I think comes in really, really handy, even if you're in like a top six fight, because yeah. there's a sort of note that you know you don't lie down attitude. And I think 100% Rafa's not stupid, he's not. His, his transfers, his transfers have rarely failed. Uh, so although I guarantee now I've said that, someone was uh, well done, yeah, Rafa Benitez transfers that have failed, but um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Townsend now. Actually, you've 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 convinced me otherwise. I wasn't convinced <laughs> before this, but uh, yeah, you twisted my arm. Um, looking at the first five fixtures, so Southampton, Leeds, Brighton, Burnley, Villa. That looks pretty nice to me. Winnable fixtures. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it will. Yeah, I'm not. We can't get too carried away after last season, where you know we won five out of five, and then that was it. We we're going to finish in the top four, and. <laughs> Champions League and everything else um but no I think uh Villa is the one that always sticks out to me and you know you know how hard Leeds are going to work as well but I think if Villa lose Jack Grealish as I expect them to then there'll be a different you know team entirely like he leads them so well um and so yeah I'd be looking at 12 you know to 15 I think it will tell like I think with the players they tend to step up for the big six quote I hate that term but you know they, they tend to step up for the big six teams and they want to show how good they they are but then fall down against like you say Brighton or Southampton and I think we need to just start as we mean to go on and, and set the tone for, for the the rest of the season and, and yeah I mean we'll, we'll see what happens I think that we've made some smart signings uh, and Rodriguez is still here and that's a really really good thing maybe just get a few more out before the end of the window. And Benita seems to be working them hard as well. I think, I don't know, maybe you guys don't know this, but after Ancelotti left, a lot of things came out uh, into the media. Ancelotti was leading a session and he just said, just play, like, like just play. And and there was no kind of... He went kind full of... PE teacher and yeah. just said, here's <laughs> a ball, go on, sort yourself out. Exactly. Amazing. And then, yeah, it kind of just shows that... We, I think with um, Everton fans and those of us who have channels and podcasts, we were always a little bit afraid to criticise Ancelotti. I mean, I did it anyway, but uh, to criticise Ancelotti because he was Ancelotti and who are you to question uh, a three-time Champions League winner? But actually, we had the Hollywood manager. It's not worked. Now we've brought Benitez, bringing in these young, uh, well, Damari Gray, young Townsend experienced players who hopefully can just add something um, and for me, in terms of aspirations, it's it's not about top six or top four. It's still top eight for me. I mean, we finished 10th last season, so anything improving on that will just be good um, because like the league is so competitive. I mean, Arsenal have strengthened, United, look, you know, like ties or challenges. You've got the dark side across the park who will be, <laughs> will be better uh, <laughs> next year. And then you've got Spurs and like Leicester, for example, and, and even West Ham. 
So for Everton, it's, it's pretty tough right now. We're like, you know, we have uh, nil statusness, the optimum. We have the aspirations of the 80s. But I think now we just have to be more realistic and say that a top eight finish will be, uh, will be good for Benitez in his first season. You've answered my next question for me. I was going to say, <laughs> where do you think you'll finish? Um, just quickly before we finish, because we said, we always say 20 minutes, don't we, Al? I say this. We never 20 minutes. No, 25, 25. We'll, we'll call it 25. 25-ish. Um, who, who's your, your player to watch this season? Oh, player to watch. Um, Can well, Ben Godfrey one? would like be the obvious one. Um but I think actually Dominic Calvert-Lewin uh, still, I'm expecting him to get 20 plus goals, especially with the signings that we've made. I think there could still be one big signing, um, whether it's someone like uh, a Dwight McNeil or, or a Leon Bailey, both players I really rate highly. I don't think it will just be Graham Townsend. I think we will get one more uh, attacking player in. And so, yeah, I think uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin should have a lot more service this, uh, this season. There we are. You're your first. There Calvin, we go. Play at the watch for Everton. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, do you want to have a couple of seconds to? Uh, well, more than a couple of seconds. Yeah, was... <laughs> go. Two, okay, five. that's enough. Yeah. Stop. Go uh, on. To plug your socials, tell people where uh, they can find you. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, Everton Rose. If you search it, I'll come up. Um, it is predominantly Everton, but once season starts, they get lots of different fans on from opposition teams uh, to do previews and reviews and that sort of thing. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Everton underscore underscore Rose on both. Uh, and I just talk um, about Everton and just do polls and things and, yeah, engage with other fans. So you can check me out on there. Lovely stuff. Sweet. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, another one down, Al. Another one down. I think we are now. We're smashing through, aren't we? We're, we're a fifth of the way through, or a quarter we're a of the way fifth. through. I think we're a quarter. Oh, don't talk maths now. to me. Don't talk maths. I, I can't don't do know maths either. Maths. Quick maths. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll leave you to it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another uh, preseason preview. I can't tell you who it is. Uh, you just have to guess. Find out, turn up, I? turn up, and you'll find out. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Ta-da.